Yes, yes, yes. It's that time. It's time for Ask Engineers. This time we have double the engineers. Double your pleasure, double your fun with me is Naomi Cedar from the Python uh, Software Foundation, uh, Pythonista Extraordinaire. We'll be talking all about Python, the PSF, and what you can do to be part of the Python community, which is the best community. It is. Uh, yeah, we all agree. And uh, we also got the Raspberry Pi stuff going on, which is, you know, the Raspberry Pi was named after Python. It was. So, there you go, we're on theme today. We've got an exciting show for you tonight. We gotta get right into it, because it is jam-packed. Mr. Leda, what's on tonight's show? That's right, on uh, tonight's show, from the hour of 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., we have the discount code, the PSF. We are going to donate the same amount that was saved. So we're just okay. gonna tally Makes it up. Sense. Yeah, it, it, sort of. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll take it, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> free money. So, yes, so use the code in the Adafruit store, you get 10% off, and then at the end, we're gonna total it up, and whatever people save, that's what we're gonna donate to the PSA. So it's basically, be it's very buy one, give one. You get 10% yes, yeah. off, and we'll match that 10% so that you saved and give it to the PSF. We, we donate anyways, but we wanted to do something specific for tonight. Yeah, and, that's lovely. Uh, thank you. Before yeah. we get going, thank you for all of the, your work and everyone at the Python Foundation oh, does. Yes. And I know these things um, aren't free, and there's grants that you do around the world, and hopefully this is one little, awesome. one little drop in the well, ocean of, yeah, of good. And, and maybe later on I can explain some of that, too. I hope. Absolutely. So, yeah. We will get there. So not only does the code, the PSF, support the Python Foundation, it supports us, an open source hardware company in New York City. We're here. We have salaries and 401ks and mother's room and paid time off and family leave and paid day off for voting. We've got all this stuff, and it's fueled by you, the customer out there who buys something. But don't pay full price. Use code. People around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about that. We have some Make Code Minute, some videos, and some previews of tomorrow's show. We have a whole bunch of Python on hardware news and more. I'm really excited because we get to show this to the chair of the Python Foundation, live right here in the front row. Indeed. Pack the mailbags and stop by. We're going to read your letters to us. Time travel. We're going to look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, some projects, all sorts of things that happened during the week. Help wanted. Jobs. Uh, this is jobs.adafruit.com. It's people who post up their skills and it's companies that are looking for cool people. And maybe we'll ask uh, Naomi if Python Foundation is looking to hire someone too. 3D printing. People like to 3D print. Now and Pedro do that every single week. We have a couple videos and more. In New York City, some factory footage here live and pre-recorded. Made fruit. We have new products. 
we'll answer your questions. So if you have any questions about Python and more, head over to Discord during the show. Towards the end, we're going to answer your questions. Adafruit.it slash Discord. Also, you'll need to be there if you want to get the giveaway. That's right. Um, join 12,000 of us over there. Um, I'll just do a little uh, quick sneak peek. We're going to give away... Do you want one of these? We're going to give away a Raspberry Pi 4, which isn't this. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's, it looks like the Raspberry Pi 4, but I clicked on it because it's right next to another product. So this is a Raspberry yeah. Pi 4. This is a Raspberry Pi product that we have. This is a 4. We're going to give away these, and you can't get these anywhere in the U.S. right now. Um, we had some in stock. We sold through. We're going to give one away at the end of the show. That'll be a big deal. Um, we have some top secret stuff that hasn't been shown yet in the world. And the trivia question is when we're going to give away the Pi 4. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yay! Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we're going to take care of some logistic-y stuff, go over a couple things at Show and Tell, and then we're going to talk to Naomi about Python. So that's the plan. So remember that code I was talking about? Don't forget. Um, this code will be active all the way up to midnight, but between the hours of 8 and 9 is when we're going to do the donation thing. Uh, Lady Ada, if people purchase stuff, they see a free item in their cart. They will get what a free do they item. Get? $99 or more, you'll get a free half-size Permaproto breadboard. It's a PCB that matches the size and shape of the solderless breadboard, so you can transfer your project over to this permanent prototype and solder it in, and then recycle your solderless breadboard. 149 or more, you'll get a free uh, badge. We have all sorts of badges from robotics to laser cutting to LEDs to Tesla coils to Bitcoin to Linux to Python, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, you'll get a different badge every time you order if you make an account. Otherwise, it'll be random. So we can't guarantee you won't get the same one twice because randomness is like that. Um, but if you make an account, we'll track which ones we've already sent you. So you'll get a different one on each order. 199 or more, you'll get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. That's high quality trackable shipping. It's insured, it'll get there for sure. 299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express. It's a premier all-in-one development board for anybody who wants to learn coding or making. You can program it with Python. You can also use it with C, Arduino, MakeCode, uh, Code.org CS Discoveries, which is like a JavaScript, uh, Teeny Go, which is like a small version of Golang, and what was the last one? There's fourth for Code it. Discoveries. Tinigo. Code.org. There's Rust. something else. Rust. Rust. Yeah, the Rust folks also have a port for it as well. So there you go. Any language you want. You have LEDs and sensors and buttons, so you are ready to rock. Pretty much. No matter what you want to build. Okay, for shipping, UPS Ground, that's the best way to get something in the U.S. Continental, that is. Um, postal Service, if you're willing to wait a little bit um, and pay a little bit less. Um, and sometimes there's not tracking, but it's available. And sometimes you don't quite get it sometimes when you think we, you're going to get it. Yeah, we sent a sticker to someone show and tell, and they said they didn't get it. It's always a bummer. Sometimes um, it's just a little longer. Yeah. And then uh, DHL for International. If you're in New York City and you check out before 11 a.m. and it's zip code that we have, you can get same-day delivery. Okay, Lady Ada, before we start chatting with Naomi, what did you see on the show and tell this week? I'm going to zip through it. Uh, Brent uh, showed off the cursor control circuit Python library that allows you to control an uh, on-screen cursor and click on things to make UIs, and that's for uh, display IO and circuit Python. JP previewed tomorrow's show is all going to be about palettes in MakeCode. Uh, why would you want palettes? Why are they used? How can you change them? Have you, or do you want to know these answers to these things? Check in tomorrow for a show. Melissa went to Teardown. She updated her badge code uh, to show a logo behind her name, so that's cool. She also did a couple workshops, including one for an FPGA stopwatch, uh, the FOMU, which is like the TOMU, the little 
mini board. Um, it runs ICE40, uh, and it can uh, implement a chip that runs MicroPython, because it's an FPGA. And then there's also a CircuitPython uh, teardown badge that ran the NR52840, which is uh, also running CircuitPython. So lots of Python that teardown. Noam Pedro made this really cool uh, button, just, you know, diagonal control joystick for um, badge, high badge case. I will show a video of it later. Mike B um, had a guide. Uh, this is kind of an ancient project from uh, back when there was the Arduino Explorer. Uh, Mike wrote a game for that uh, platform and then has now ported it over to the Pi Gamer and Pi Badge because now we have our own gaming platforms. It's a fun little like accelerometer bouncy game. Uh, then we had from the community Zen uh, has granddaughter and they live a bit away. So uh, what he's doing is taking um, recycled electronics from the local um, thrift stores and like this piano, which has been updated to use a sound effects board um, that then plays um, his and the grandmother's voice so that the kid can um, play the different keys on the piano, but hear the grandparents and like apparently that's really fun and cool. And I think I would I would really have liked that when I was a kid, but we didn't have that at the time. But now grandkids can have that. Yeah, that was, mm -hmm. um, I mentioned that to Zen, that this is one of many projects I've seen that grandparents, yeah. they want to start doing electronics, they're learning to code, and then they're making something for their grandkids and they're sending it. In this example, um, it seems to be a theme where grandparents, either they'll um, use an Adafruit device or they'll hack something they got from like a thrift store or, or a toy that uh, they already had, or we're gonna purchase uh, uh, one that wasn't modified and they add their own voices. So this one like says hello and it's a grandparents and these grandkids were 300 miles away, but it's like they're there. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, Richard has been updating the mini smart home now instead of a Microbit, it's an ESP266 with an MQTT client and then running an MQTT server on a computer. Uh, he can turn on and off fans, LEDs, a servo that locks the, uh, the door on this mini smart home. It's like a dollhouse. Uh, there's a door sensor and uh, showed off Home Assistant with a really nice control yeah. panel. It's another another trend. I think if people um, love Home Assistant, I, I think folks who are into like predicting the future or doing like analysis reports, they should see what makers and engineers are doing on the weekends and for fun because mm -hmm. like this home assistant yeah, stuff is really taking off and i think it's a good alternative to some of the commercial solutions out I there i wouldn't have the commercial stuff in my house i know yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, we hear this all the time now. yeah right and like every other day there's like whoop new malware like all mm -hmm. the cameras don't work or right. or whatever and it's um it's interesting that stuff is getting easy enough where you can just use something like um, a raspberry pi and yeah. a cricket from adafruit and you can get all the things and his doesn't even go on the internet. It's all on a local network. So um, earlier this week, there was a big internet outage. Um, we got hit. Uh, Verizon, oh, there was really? like a route leak and AWS was down. Oh. And uh, everything just didn't work. Mm -hmm. And it's really fragile. The, his house would have been okay. Yeah. yeah. The dolls would be happy. Yeah, um, and Coding Pro uh, is getting involved in this week's Discord Hack Week. Um, you can get a free t-shirt, and if you win uh, Hack Week, you get a Nitro Boost and some other stuff. You can do fan art, you can do bots, uh, Cutting Post submitting their bot, but also just by joining um, the Discord uh, Hack Week Discord, got a free t-shirt. So you there you go. You showed up there, yeah. yeah. Showing up, sometimes yeah. you get free t-shirts. And free okay. t-shirts are like gold for developers. <laughs> so uh, already learning at a young age what is really important, which is free t-shirts. Mm. Now show and tell. On the show and tell, get an SE on the show and tell sticker. 
if you're a kid, email, have your parents or guardian email. Supported Data Fruit will send you out a sticker. Uh, Lady Ada, before we go to the interview, which Raspberry Pi are we giving away tonight? We are going to give away the two gigabyte, which is the only one we have. Great. If you want a different one, yeah. we don't have it. That's yeah. the one we have. We have, we have all... Ask me if we have a one gigabyte. Any variety you want, no. as long as it's that one. Any variety you want, as long as it's two As long as you're happy with the two gigabyte right. one. So Tell you what, what you, get the, you can t cut the RAM in half, and that's a one gigabyte. Okay. Um, well, let's uh, kick this off. We have a special guest tonight. Naomi, um, I grabbed this off uh, Twitter, and I thought this kind of summarized a lot of the ways I think about Python, and, I, and probably your work. It's mm -hmm. uh, lots of community, um, and that's what we called CircuitPython, community plus code. We were inspired by that. So um, I'd like to start, because we have a lot of people, this might be even the first time they, they heard what Python is. It's not just like a snake right. on the Nature Channel. Um, wh uh, wh what's Python, and, and, and what do you do? With well, Python, sure. So I mean, you know, Python itself is now you know a coding language that's thirty years old, believe it or not, okay. uh, and it's meant to be uh, kind of a high-level general-purpose language. What that means is you don't have to write nearly as much code to do stuff as if you were using a language called like C or something like that, where you really have to specify everything. So it's high level and it's good at a lot of things. It's good at handling text. It's good at well, controlling little devices. It, it, it's basically- it's good at IoT because it's just like, you can just yeah. pass JSON and parse it right. and run it. It's so good at that. So, you know, and it's it, depending upon which list you look at, it's the most popular language in the world yeah. or one of the top three most or it's popular. About to be. Yeah, it's about yeah. to be, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, so, so it's really had a lot of uh, popularity. Uh, it's used in data science. It's used to drive things like Google. It's used to glue together all of the rendering programs they use for companies like Pixar and whatever doing CGI graphics for the movies. You know, we're, we're kind of all over the place. Really. Yeah. So, you know, personally, I tend to use it more for data processing. So, you know, as we've talked about, I work for Dick Blick Art Supplies, and we use it to figure out the prices of everything compared to the competition so we can sell our stuff at the right price. So, yeah. it, it, it does a lot of different and in stuff. The, in the retail environment, you have razor thin margins. It's, it's a tough market. Yeah, you have, to, you have to move fast. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. that's, that's the idea. We, we need to be able to reprice everything overnight. And Actually, so, faster than that, but overnight yeah. is where we're and at. And so right that's now. part of your day job. And then mm -hmm. you're also the chair of the right. Python Foundation. Right. So I'm chair of the Python Software Foundation, and um, that's an organization that's meant to um, hold all of the copyrights and look after the intellectual property of Python. It's an open source language, but obviously that doesn't mean everybody in the world can just do whatever they want and put their name on it yeah. or things like we're that. We're an open we source company, it. same yeah, thing. Exactly. You cannot say you're Adafruit. Right. You can't take Lemoore's name off all the code and put your name, which happens a lot. Yeah, and we have it does, to like politely so. say, please don't do that. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want with it, but don't do that. Right, right, right. So, so you know, somebody needs to manage that, and we also grow the community uh, as you alluded, we grow the community worldwide. So, um, you know, we've got users around the world. We've got people doing PyCons or doing um, Python tutorials or, or doing various meetups uh, all around the world. So that's the other thing that we support. And, you know, as I said, I wanted to explain what we would do if you actually used that the PSF code. Please yeah. do. The clock is ticking, etc. Or donate yeah. directly. Yes. It's also yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, it, that money helps us support um, programs around the world. We gave over $300,000 last year 
uh, about a third of that went to Africa, a little bit less went to South America, uh, and then spread around throughout the rest of the world. But those are a couple of growth areas. So it helps us build communities everywhere, not yeah. just you know in the US or just in Northern Europe or whatever. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. And for developing nations, uh, the things that I've started to see is there's a little bit of leapfrogging because you get so much and so, so much further Mm -hmm. If you're just starting out programming and you're using Python now. Right, that's then, absolutely true. Then kind of just going through the last 20 something years. Mm -hmm. And you do build skills along the way, but boy, you had to do a lot of stuff to do just a little. Now you could do right, a little right, bit right. to get a lot done. Right, and in a lot of places, um, people are really excited about getting into programming because they can do so many things that they find will actually really affect what's going on near them. So, you know, things where they're doing um, embedded. Or, or they're dealing with little devices that will help them manage something, whatever it might yeah. be. They, they tend to really kind of hone in on, hey, this is going to make things work better for me in a really big way, and they jump on it with, yeah, with great like enthusiasm. Yeah, it's like solving real problems. I always right. say, like, if you want to learn to program or make, pick something that you need or you want. Absolutely. And then you will learn any skill you need to get to that. Totally but if you're agree. just learning for the sake of learning, it's really tough to, some people can do it, they can. Um, you know, but it's it for me, for example, it's really tough to do that unless like there's some stick. Like you're gonna get an F if you don't right, learn right, this. Right, right. But after you get out of school, how do you maintain right. that I mean, desire uh, to learn? Uh, Kathy Sierra used to call that just in time learning when you're learning what you need right when you need it. You've got great motivation and for that. And there's no yeah. shame in it. Right. Like people are like, oh, you just looked up whatever you need on the internet. No, I'm no, like, heck yeah. <laughs> it works way better than the other, which is just in case learning, where I'm going to memorize everything just in case I might need it yeah. someday. That doesn't just work. Just in case I, I have a standardized test next yeah, week, I, I'm a kid, and yeah, I immediately go. forget it after mm -hmm. my standardized test. Right. Absolutely. So a couple general questions, and then I um, want to ask about how you, you got involved with all this. So uh, you alluded to, to this a bit. Python's called the batteries included mm -hmm. language. Um, it's not actual. Well, Maybe one day it'll be, yeah, maybe. maybe one day we'll start giving batteries with CircuitPython. But um, what do they? What do you? What do people mean when they say it's the batteries included language? Yeah, and that goes back. You know, it, it, we've we've had that tag for a long time, and what it means is that the the standard version of Python comes with this whole huge collection of libraries, so that once you get Python installed on your desktop or on your server or something like that, you can do. A lot of those things that I described without having to get an additional piece of software. Mm. You know, now, of course, when you're dealing with little tiny devices, you need to make some hard choices as to what you want to include and what you yeah. don't, you don't have room for everything. But that's, that's the idea, is we want to have people be able to sit down, start doing things, and be able to build a lot of stuff without having to worry about, okay, so where do I go get a library to do this thing? And where do I yeah, go get a library like there can to do be that thing? Variations, right? Mm -hmm. Like once you're, if you're doing something in C and you're like, okay, there's five different regular right. expressions libraries, and each one's different and makes it tough to share code. Right. Whereas if you install Python 3.7, you yeah, know what you you're gonna it. get. You've got, you know, and it's got like web server stuff built in, or you know, right. you know what you're gonna get when you get it. And I think that makes one one of the things I'd like about Python is, you know, there's always tool chain issues with any language, but with Python it seems like there's less. If you've got the language and you've got the you pip packages, certainly get started. You're, you know, you're a Python, you can do it. Whereas mm -hmm. I've definitely been in some situations where it's like, you're writing code in C and like your glibc doesn't match. And then your kernel's dependent on it, and then now you're mm -hmm, stuck, and you actually mm -hmm. can't move forward. Right, absolutely. It does happen. Okay, and so, um, from what I understand, you, you used to study languages, mm -hmm. spoken languages. I'm a spoken language like nerd, P yes. PhD, like, 
you know, mm -hmm. you know languages. Mm -hmm. um, so what what got you into specifically Python? Because I, I think that's a great leap. There's um, Nicholas Toll, who was a musician, yeah, right. went into Python. He's a you, friend you, of mine, yeah. You tend, mm -hmm. to, you tend to find people that have a really expansive view of all sorts of things, and when they pick up programming, it amplifies that programming right, ability. Right, right. Uh, how, did, how did you get involved with Well, with so Python? I mean, I, I did. I have a PhD in, believe it or not, uh, Latin and ancient Greek. Okay, you use that every day still, though, right? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I speak to ancient <laughs> Greeks all the time. Oh, yeah. variable, you know, <laughs> Latin. So, so I, I had that, and yeah, it, as you point out, there's not, not a whole lot of day-to-day -day that you do. I ended yeah. up being a teacher with okay. that. Taught for a couple of years in Greece, came back to the States and was teaching in a private school. And this was when we were starting to have a lot of microcomputers coming into schools. This was, was a while ago. And the problem is nobody knew what to do with them. And a lot of people were afraid to do anything. Yeah. So I had always kind afraid of grown up in a do-it-yourself family. They so were going to get like a break it, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, All they, those things. Yeah. And so I grew up in kind of a do-it-yourself family. So I was the person that was willing to pop the top out and start playing with the hardware and like, oh, we can fix this thing. It's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that meant them deciding, hey, I can, we can find another Latin teacher, but we need to move this person so they can do that for us, because we can't find that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that, and then... Because there was no, like, curriculum, it was like, this was just invented. Yeah, right. Um, so I ended up becoming their director of technology, ended up going to a conference 2001, and I learned Python from the guy who created it, Guido Van Rossum. He was actually, like, doing tutorials then, because nobody had heard of Python yeah. in those days. So, so you just learned a long time. You learned from the source. Absolutely. Okay. I asked him stupid questions, too, but he forgave me. Okay. So that's fine. That's yeah. the best question. And so um, you got involved with Python, and obviously you you sponge it up because you have uh, a book that it's in I think the third third edition, yeah, third edition, and um, you still teach classes. You were doing that today. I right? was doing that today. Yeah, I was doing some corporate training, teaching people intermediate Python, and we were. Uh, talking about data cleaning, all sorts of good stuff. So yeah, so I did. I mean, um, I did conferences and and things like that. Uh, we started having the conference we call PyCon in 2003, and I went and gave a talk at that one. And I've been going to those ever since. I, I, gotcha. I, I'm not inventive enough, I guess, to do something else. I always just go. <laughs> Why? You know what? Well, so SMA, more... <laughs> you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I like doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you started, there certainly wasn't Jupyter Notebooks. No. But now there's entire industries devoted. There was a TensorFlow. There's Absolutely. entire industries mm -hmm. devoted. You don't even have to do it. You just let other people yes, do it. There you yeah. go. I know. It's yeah. So what are, what are the... Um, some of the day-to-day -day things with a foundation that you have to do with software because there's a, there's yeah. a few we donate to a few but python right. python foundation we're more familiar with because we go to pycon and like we right. do a lot of things uh, well i mean so um you know we've continued to grow so you know we're managing giving grants out that that takes a lot of time so as we've grown what we've decided is that most nonprofits when they get like a little bit more mature they, the board members are really there to make sure that we're following our strategy and that the people that we hire are doing the things we want to do. So, okay. you know, we used to have meetings every other week and decide every single thing. Now we have meetings every other month and we've got a staff of five people who are actually taking care of the day to day. Wow. And those people spend their time answering emails from members, from sponsors, from vendors, from all of the people that we need to deal with. 
uh, working on all sorts of aspects of sponsorship, managing the finances, yeah. directing communities. It just kind of goes on and on and on. When you have, you know, there are millions of people out there using, using Python and a considerable fraction of them interact with us. Yeah. So that's really busy. Now, what I do as, as the chair of the board is kind of am, I'm sort of the, the boss and the partner of the executive director. So she says, you know, I don't know for sure what we want to do about this. She wants to have somebody else's advice. I'm the partner that, you know, we consult and say, okay, well, yeah. let's do this thing. And you're still on the ground every day. I mean, you're doing training, corporate training mm -hmm. today. Your day job mm -hmm. is doing Python, so yeah, I, I lead a team. So I'm, I'm either reading, I, I read code, write code, or think about what new code we need to write next. And you go to these events, so mm -hmm. you're busy. Yeah, so you, it seems that way sometimes. So yeah. the, the the rest of the team has a direct channel to the community at all times, and I think that's mm -hmm. one of the successes. Like we've run into, uh, we had Carol on the show before, right? You know, we keep running into the people that make decisions and also think carefully about like what's next and what are we doing so for the folks who are like you know what i, I like this already um they can donate so right. i put a button up here you, you have the mm. amazon smile stuff we do have that as well so yeah. when people buy things on amazon if it's eligible it's like 0.5 percent something like that yeah, yeah. it's donated mm -hmm. um tonight we're doing um our thing where we're going to donate the savings for mm -hmm. the discount code which is the psf and then i didn't notice this until um recently the um PyCharm license, all proceeds benefit the PSF. So how did that come about? Because that's interesting. That's yeah, we've worked, we're always thinking like different models yeah. and stuff like that. We, we've worked with uh, the PyCharm people for, for a few years now, and um, they are, are really interested in supporting the Python community, and as are some other businesses now. I mean, it, it really is, you know, it's kind of selling itself in some ways now. Yeah. Uh, and um, as we started our fundraiser, I think last year they did it, and it was a partial amount. I'm not sure. We've also had some Humble Bundle things yep. go that have, have you know, done, done proceeds. So I think they kind of wanted to up the ante mm. on this a little bit and just yeah. supply a little bit more money. So, yeah, if you go through that, link you get pie charm and we get the license yeah fee. i right. also uh, when we, very nice we were a swag bag sponsor for pycon mm -hmm. and uh we gave it the circuit uh, and those were a big hit away the me, those, those were all over yeah. the place lighting Yay. up and yes when yeah. i was Making when i was noises. scrolling through the sponsor list there were so many different companies that you you know of course it all makes sense but it was just neat to see like i scrolled down like whoa there's capital one like there's mm -hmm. all these there's all these companes that aren't tech companies they're just like well we but need they data use it every day. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and because they use it, they're like, we don't have to maintain this huge framework. It's, mm -hmm. it's a huge savings. Yeah. I mean, it's really kind of changing the way the corporations do that because, you know, businesses used to think, okay, so I'm going to need to spend $3 million dollars yeah. a year on licensing fees. If they're doing something that they develop in-house, maybe they're spending a few hundred thousand on... To manage it and support and hire right. people yeah. and, and yeah, care it, for them. It, and it then, changes the paradigm then. Yeah, yeah. You, can get, you can get so far so fast. So the other thing that I think Python is known for is uh, the community. And specifically, when you go to community, right front and center, diversity statement. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Python Software Foundation and the Global Python Community welcomes and encourages participation by everyone. Our community is based on mutual respect, tolerance, and encouragement. And we are working to help each other to live up to these principles. We want our community to be more diverse. Whoever you are and whatever your background, we welcome you. That's powerful because you don't see that in every open source effort. You don't right. see that in every tech company. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that was really appealing to us when we said, you know, we really want to get an easy to use language and put that on hardware. 
and the Python community was that even before the technical side of it, we're like right. that Python community was it's so good to interact with. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's a big part of the focus for the foundation. It, it is, and, and we spend a lot of time working on that, and we've been spending time, you know, even going back and looking at um, our code of conduct and how we handle code of conduct issues and all of that. We were kind of a leader when we did it a few years ago. Now the world yeah. is moving on. Now everyone on, has code of conduct. And, and, and every, we want to keep Every repo has a code and, of conduct. And we want to keep that up. That's all great. But yeah. then as, as things have changed, and it's sort of like, well, no, you know, you need to think a little bit more about how people report things so that they can feel comfortable reporting something yeah. need to think about how are we going to enforce this for everybody I mean we have a meetup in some other country how do we as the Python Software Foundation influence yeah. that I mean mm. you know there are some there are there are some hard questions to figure out but as far as I've known I've traveled around the world to Python events and I I guess maybe I'm spoiled by now but it's like everywhere you go though you're gonna find people making an effort to be inclusive yeah. You know, it's like we're all people. Maybe we don't always do a perfect job, but everybody's really trying, and that's what really matters. I think if to you me. say it, then people know it's important. If, mm -hmm. you, if you never talk about it, you know, it never becomes front Absolutely. of mind. And it's one of those things that you have to be thinking about um, because, you know, it's it's really natural for people to be like, ah, oh, I don't want to waste my time with you, yeah, or you're being annoying, mm -hmm. or, you know, oh, I just don't want to make a fuss. And it's just, it's right, tough because. Right, it's especially, I think it's true of many people, many people, but engineers especially, they're, they're non-confrontational. And sometimes it ends up making things right. harder long-term because they're not willing to well, and there are all sorts of subtle ways that you can discourage people from even coming in. So, you know, we've kind of discouraged if you're going to be a coach at a Python tutorial event, try to get the well actuallys out of your vocabulary. You know, somebody comes up, yeah. how do I do this? Well, actually, you're doing this. You know, don't do that. Yeah. You know, things like that. So there are lots of subtle, even unconscious bias things that we can work on. And I, I'm asked to talk about diversity quite a bit. And I always ask, you know, okay, so look around. Who that you see every day is not here. Who are we still missing? Yeah. Right. And, There's more uh, people missing than you have. Absolutely, there always is. And it, it's, it's interesting, every community you go to in a different country, it's gonna be a, com a different kind of thing. Not, we don't all have the same diversity yeah, yeah, problem. Yeah. But when you ask that question, people are like, oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, maybe we Yeah, we, some we of it has long history, some that. of it's geography, yeah. some of it is language spoken, some of it is border, borders that changed in the last 50 years. Um, Without you know going into specifics, electronics has gone through this a little bit too. Uh, when I had first met Lamar, it's like almost 15 years now. The electronics part, of, some of the electronic community, it was gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're like, well, I, you're not going to learn this stuff. You have to be this smart. You to have to yeah. <laughs> cut your teeth, learn the mm -hmm. hard way. And I remember um, Lamar was participating in a forum. They basically said, who's this girl? Posting all this, you know, this easy beginner stuff. You have to do it the hard way. You have to do this. And mm -hmm. I and I saw a lot of people not want to get into electronics. And for the last 10, 15 years, it, it has changed. Mm -hmm. It is it is better and easier now to get involved with electronics. And I see people who they started and they're like, you know, I really didn't like it. I had a bad experience, and now they're like, okay, I'm back. And I really enjoy yeah. interacting with people. And with Python, it seems like there isn't gatekeeping. It's it's opening gates. Right. Come on in, and here's where you can contribute. You can contribute to all different parts of what Python is. You don't have to even code. Right. There's there's participation that you can do in this really big community, and it's been it's been really neat to to be part of the Python Discord server. It's kind mm -hmm. of like our that's our friends over there, 
and they have tens of thousands of people on there. We have tens of thousands of people, and the, the feedback we get is um, Adafruit has this community that you can, like, bring your granddaughter to. And, you know, hearing that from a parent or a grandparent, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that nailed it, exactly. Right. And I know we have a lot more work to do, but as we've started, like, this other chapter with electronics, um, the Python community plus electronics is is really been helpful. So thanks. Tell You know, next time there's a suggestion box thing or mm-hmm. your board, it's really helped us out a lot because we have an entirely new diverse group of people doing electronics and some of it's because you know they're coming in through the python yeah that's great and some of it is like well if we're going to do this let's make sure we have parity with code of conducts let's make sure every every part the expectations are known like hey we're here to be cool with each other right um we don't have like flame wars on mailing lists like we 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 kind of suffered through that we're like you know what we're not doing that yeah absolutely okay Right, cool. um, and if folks want to um, purchase your book, what's the b- best place? Do you have a favorite bookseller that they can get it through? I think um, there's a link on your site. But. Yeah, there's, there's a link on the site, and you can go directly to manning.com and search for Quick Python Book, and okay. that's, that's the publisher. Um, you can go, uh, it's on Amazon, it, it does fairly well. I mean, it gets nice reviews, everything, yeah. so it's good. I mean, it's, it's kind of meant for people who know some programming in another language and they want to get as much Python as they can as like, I know what a for loop is. How do I, I know what a for uh, loop is. How do, how do I do it in Python? <laughs> yeah. Boom, go get it there. And then on Twitter, it's uh, the PSF. That's how folks can tune into the Python Foundation. Absolutely. Um, I do like your the annual reports because there's so much information in there. It's like, here's what we mm-hmm. spent the money on. Here's how much came in. Here's where it went. Lots here's a grant. Lots of transparency. Right. Really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're, we're working to do more than that, but we're, we're on the right track. Absolutely. And you're traveling um, to different places. You're in New York, New York right now. What's the next um, Python-related event you're going to be at? Uh, so my next one, I just found out today. So this okay. is <laughs> an announcement that has not been made anywhere else. Uh, I'm going to be giving a talk about Pycon, uh, Python and exceptions uh, at PyCon Latin America in Spanish. Wow. This is that whole thing worked out. You yes. know, that you can just speak in the next. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So that's great. This is the second time I've given a, a, a Python talk in Spanish. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hoping you end up in a Stargate, but I'm saying if you did, you could go back to like <laughs> yeah. ancient Greece and at the there Acropolis, you, you could give a talk. Of the, there you go. That, there yeah, you if you go. could send Absolutely. a message yeah, back to yourself, it'd be like, no, this is going to work out. Yeah, this is totally going to work out. <laughs> there you go. They're going to be like, I don't understand. It's going to be God. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some twists and turns, but in the end, it's all going to work out. You're going to use all these things. There okay. You go. Okay. That's very exciting. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that's most of the interview. Thank you. We're going to go through the rest of the show there's a lot of python stuff here chime jump in. in absolutely yeah and and like i was saying earlier um there there's so much python news this week and so many things that just came out and happened that i usually i'll send like carol note or nicholas toll uh we email once in a while this is like one of those times where i'm just like look at all this stuff that's going on and we get to show you here in person so that's great it's kind of nice all right okay so let's take care of uh some more logistics and some videos so Adafruit live series of shows. Don't forget, we got next a couple week. things going on. Um, Adabox um, unboxing so we, next week. Yeah, so we GP. have so we have the subscription service called mm-hmm. Adabox, and each uh, quarter something comes out, and it gets to thousands of people, and it's a lot of Python. This one was a uh, a gaming platform mm-hmm. called PyGamer, right? And it runs Python, as you can imagine. And it's it's what lets us ship to the thousands of people, because you can't have a box with electronics ship to thousands of people without a language that anyone can program. That's true. And Definitely. Python has been great, you know, moving yeah. to having all the projects be in Python or in MakeCode. 
has opened up to a way bigger audience, which has been oh, yeah, good sure. for us. We can't ship thousands of things and be like, hey, cut your teeth on it or learn assembly. Learn MIPS like, assembly. Yeah, right, right, hey, right, recompile right, the kernel right. kit. You know, it's not going to work out. So um, that's Wednesday of next week. Uh, John Park's going to be doing that. And speaking of, um, we have some uh, clips and more from GP Show. Uh, we have Make Code Minute that we do every single week. So I don't know how much you've been keeping up with some of the the, the block programming that's out there, but a little bit. Yeah, yeah. MakeCode they have uh, block code mode. It's uh, built on. Uh, it's Microsoft made. It, it's open source. Uh, our hardware works with it. You can use blocks, and then you can also use JavaScript. And now there's mm -hmm. a static Python mode, so ah, you excellent. can switch between all of them. And you can write Python, it turns into blocks, blocks turns into Python. See, this was always my dream. Like years ago when they first came out with the blocks thing, it was always, okay, so but how do you get it to actually show people what's the code behind it and go yeah. back and forth? Yeah. So I remember like 10 years ago, I was saying, why can't we do this? Well, yeah. I guess there were good reasons, but it, now we've got it. it. It's a very, very complicated technical yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. thing to pull off. And they, Microsoft did an excellent job. When they talked to us, we said, well, it has to be open source and like, we, you know, it's us, so it's... You know, we can't, we're not, we're, we're kind of into mm -hmm. that. And they're like, no problem. And so um, our hardware runs on it and they keep adding more features. And so here's uh, a game. This uh, this one JP made, this is uh, Trash Panda 2 Garbage Day. And Trash Pandas are raccoons. And you play this game by chasing away the, the, the cat or the, the raccoon from the garbage and you shine a flashlight on it. And you can't play the game unless it's dark out. So you have to sense, oh, right. yeah, mm -hmm. the device knows, is it dark mm -hmm. or is it light out? And then you'll be able to um, chase away these varmints from, from your trash. So let's see, here's a, a little bit of the gameplay. And then this is, um, actually on the device, and you can see what it looks like, so it's not just screenshots. And we also have a Make Code Minute, and this is where um, JP shows a technique or uh, some, something to build, like here's, here's how you would actually make this, move the blocks around, or in code mode, and uh, take it away, JP. Take it away, Make Code Minute. the Make Code Minute, what I want to talk about is using Make Code Arcade and the controller extension so that you can read the light sensor that's built right onto the Pi Gamer. So the way I'm going to do this is inside of Make Code Arcade, I'm going to head to Extensions. And there's this controller extension, and it has more to it than you might think. So when I add this extension, it will uh, populate some new things into the controller category that's already there. And so now when I open it up, not only do I get my normal button move and move sprite with buttons and, and press button A and all that, but uh, when I head down, we get extras. And the extras that I'm going to care about here right now are, you can use this on light bright, but uh, I'm going to actually go straight for this one, light level, because I want to use varying numbers. So what I'm going to do is bring in this light level, and I've already prepared these blocks. This is on the uh, game update. Every time it updates, it's going to set the position on the y-axis of my sprite. And it's going to map the light level uh, from a range that I 
kind of played with to get numbers I liked, 80 to 255 from low to high, and it's going to map those to 120, which is the bottom of the screen, to 0, which is the top of the screen. So if you look at my screen here, you can see that as I tip it forward, I'm getting more light. You can even see it shining off the screen there, and it's changing the Y position of that object. Or if I grab a little flashlight, you can see there that I can move that just by getting that photo cell to, uh, to register. The resistance lowers as the, as the brightness increases. And all the hard work is done for you right inside of Make Code. So that is a way inside of Make Code Arcade to utilize the light sensor on the Pi Gamer to adjust the position of a sprite or do other kinds of cool gameplay. And that is our Make Code Minute. Okay, and tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, JP will show the game Trash Panda, and we'll be talking about how to change palettes. And it's a different way to um, show colors and... Yep, there's a standard uh, palette, but maybe you want to have your own custom palette, and you might want to change your palette uh, depending on what your game is. Is it an underwater game or a snowfield game? You might want different color palettes. It might be a handy advanced Mitco technique. Yeah. So here's a little bit of a preview. And you can see purplish, now it's kind of more neon-y. But it's the same code, the same game, and then this one's kind of matrix reloaded, greens and blacks. So give your game a different look. Okay. Um, don't forget the code is the PSF. And that code will be active until midnight or when I remember to turn it off. And uh, for the hour, 8 to 9 p.m., whatever folks save with the discount code, we're going to donate to the Python Software Foundation. All right, so okay. we, have, we still have so much ahead of the show. It's going to run a little late tonight. Okay, but we're, okay. we're going to get through everything. Yeah, all right. Python it, on hardware time. Python time. Let's get through this. Okay. This is so, a week in Python on hardware. Yeah. August 8th, 2019 is CircuitPython Day because it looks like a snake. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> this is it's the only the most snaky yeah. day. It is so, a snaky day. Absolutely. It is a snaky day. Uh, 8-8-2019, we have um, one event in New York that we know about already, and then one at the Technical Women's School in Mumbai, India. Oh, They're cool. doing a CircuitPython mm -hmm. um, event. So we'll continue to post this up on our site and more, but um, save the date, 8-8-2019. Teardown was this uh, previous weekend. Scott and Melissa from Adafruit were there. Uh, Scott did a talk, Supercharger Hardware. Old and new with CircuitPython, we got a chance to use that Blinka graphic with the with the uh, Google the goggles, yeah. <laughs> the goggles. They do nothing. Uh, this is uh, a Game Boy cart. You plug this into a Game Boy, and you, then you run uh, Python on it. So you can, which is amazing because it's like mm -hmm. you know, thirty year old hardware, and you plop this in there. It's a CMD fifty one, and then you can run CircuitPython on it. Um, we asked our team that was there to you know, tweet us things that are interesting. So Maker Melissa, this is Melissa's name badge, is using the Adafruit Pi badge. Um, made name badge, and you can put your name on it. And what's neat about uh, conferences, and this is, uh, maybe we'll be able to do this next year, is these badges, one of the challenges is, how do you change the software on it? Right. You might not have the ID, you might not have the tool chain, but we made CircuitPython, so it shows up as a USB drive. Mm -hmm. So you plug it in to your computer, any computer, and you, if you edit, if you can edit a text file, you can change your name on the badge, and that's like the magic five minutes. Uh -huh. ah, 
I did that with a Halloween for for something, and I just used that so that I could show a PSF logo and my name yeah. and a couple and of jokes it. and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and then just cycle through it. It's, yeah. it's really And you can use really that for other easy. events and everything. So that, Absolutely. That, we like to see that. Um, the other thing is, well, what if you're not at the event? Well, you can play video games on this, and this is um, a CircuitPython version of Celeste. Yep. Fun video game. It's a port of the Pico 8 uh, driver to CircuitPython, which is similar to Lua, and in this case, it's running one of the most famous Pico 8 games, which is Celeste. Yeah. Um, there's a menagerie, I guess that's the right word, of hardware that runs CircuitPython. This is called Earrings, and this will whisper in your ear nice things for you. Um, yeah, there's a little well, we speaker. We could all use that. Yeah, I know. Yes, they're hear it, hearings. It, 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 uh, a pre-recorded sound in your ear, such as a child's first words, and it's called, sorry, hearings. And we have a link to that, and this runs CircuitPython. This is the... Growboard. Growboard is a giant... Called the giant board, I think. Giant board. And it's Linux, and can run Circuit Python, and it's in the Adafruit Feather form factor, which we're like, hey, world, use it, and it can do things that everyone likes to do, like play Doom. Play Doom. Like, yeah. That's how you. That's how you know. That's how you know it's. it's well, it's a really good it's test. A real, it's a yeah, real it technology. A yeah. Um, and then this is a the, um, the crowdfunding campaign has has started for that. That's so right. Pick one up. And then Sophie, um, who uh, just started getting into. Python programming and specifically uh, uses Circuit Python made this really neat light up jacket. Oh, that is cool. And it's controlled with uh, Circuit Python. Uh, do you have any jackets that you have to plug in to USB? No, I, I'm afraid I'm See, completely we, without USB well, jackets. We gotta get Honestly, on I, I think there's a, it's a project. So, so, this is cool. So she, it's it's 3D printed and then glued onto the back yeah, of the jacket. And then you just change the code on mm -hmm. the Circuit Playground, and that's it. Um, Hackspace Magazine. Download for free or subscribe. If you subscribe, you get a uh, Circuit Playground Express full article there about Circuit Python. Uh, ben, the editor in chief, wrote an article about Circuit Python and minimal game console. Also in this issue is modular NeoPixel patches. That was from Sophie, who we just talked about. Also, Circuit Python in the news this week. Uh, Microsoft has a, a video effort and it's, and it's a podcast too. This is five things you didn't know about Python. And uh, Nina was on it, and Nina talks about uh, the hardware that she's made, including like Python earrings that light up and all that. Yeah, so. she demonstrated this at PyCon. It was a keynote. Every, yeah. every she she had the house just going crazy. Yeah, it was great. Do your earrings plug in? Not yet. But no. you have Python well, Legos. I yeah. do. I do, do have the. I do have the special Python earrings. That's true. Yeah, I was gonna say those are great. Those those are made by a member of the community, it's Thea horrible. Flowers, and they're kind of the must-have thing to get at PyCon. Hey, yeah. Thea, can I get some earrings? Okay, so. she can deliver. Uh, they are cute. Microsoft, uh, over the summer, they're adding uh, more Python on hardware support. And so the folks that are working on that have a survey. It's a very short survey. You don't have to put any personal information in. They want to know how you're using Python and VS Code. Um, it's been interesting to see Microsoft adopt Python so much. It's Absolutely. now part of Windows Store. Mm -hmm. VS Code has it. Like you, it, it, is, it is the thing. It is Absolutely. one of the top downloads mm -hmm. in Windows Store. So I this mean, is this who is would happening. Have thought it a few years ago. No, I don't even start. This yeah. is this is because you know we're, we 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 all had a life. This is not the you know the Microsoft we grew up with. This is like the new one that has GitHub and like there's open source. Absolutely. Like, this is great. It's like wow, like you guys, this is, you folks really pulled this off. And so I, I think know, it's I, I think we'll see even more. So that's that's happening this summer. Um, project that we're working on. This is uh, Turtle. Which mm -hmm. is a built-in. 
Which it's is one, built it's in the, one of the plumbings. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's but now we have it on our little devices. So we are mm -hmm. porting Turtle, mm -hmm. a minimal version. Not everything, but you get a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you can write logo-like uh, mm -hmm. projects um, on your Pi Gamer or Pi Portal. Here's a button. Mm -hmm. That was anything actually that my one contribution to Python 2.5 was a whole bunch of enhancements to the then Turtle library. Really? Nice. Yeah. Okay, yes, so yes. we're we running so we're running yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, so what we, we did liked, that for teaching. Yeah. We liked about this is like, it really is that dream of like, write once, run anywhere. These are four different types of devices and it just yeah, runs. Great. And this is a script I found online. I was like, I Yeah, I've, I've done that one too. It's Everyone really likes cool. this one. Oh, yeah, I love that one. So I just ran it and I'm like, whoa, it just runs. You know, even on a 128 by 160 display. And you know, I just it's I just put the colors cool. in. And it looks cool. And then you know, what's neat is you you can take it around and show people your art. And I'm going to do screen saving too. Yeah. And then uh, this is a guide that we just made. So this is we're calling it Hypercard, but you can make your own Hypercard like experience. Um, that little chart over there mm -hmm. is the flow chart, and then that's one of the graphics. There's maybe, a maze. Yeah. Well, maybe oh, we'll cool. show it on a device. Yeah, we got um, it. In a little bit. Here. Then uh, Bill from AT Makers. So he took the Pi Portal. Uh, which is our Python-powered uh, inter Internet of Things device. And this is used for um, kids who maybe they can't speak or they have com trouble communicating. This is um, cheaper and better and easier to update than the, the commercial ones. And uh, he's deployed a ton of these to kids. So this is one of the things, um, you know, speaking of uh, Python and communities, and how people are using stuff. Another big surprise, the assistive technology company uh, uh, companies out there, they're not servicing what's happening. It takes so long, there's FDA, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who just want to be able to update their devices in some way. And a lot of them are just assistive things, like I just want to like open the door, or I want to mm -hmm. let someone know that I need, sense. need help. And uh, Bill and the atmakers.org group is doing a lot of great work, and it's, oh, it's Python. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the pleasant surprises. When you, when you go out to make stuff, you don't expect um, all these uses. This is a CircuitPython powered remake of basically a BlackBerry. I was so gonna say. Someone is, <laughs> I had one of these and someone, it's a feather wing um, that, that's a feather on the back, uh, one, of our, one of our boards. This is, um, someone has uh, a sign company and they wanted, uh, their client said, I want a sign that looks like this, but it has to be able to change colors. Uh, so they, they built it and they use CircuitPython. These are students that, um, they've made these edgelet laser cut projects and they use the Moo editor and these are all coded up in CircuitPython so it'll, it'll change colors and it teaches oh, them nice. fabrication skills mm -hmm. and then also cool. Spider-Man, yeah. um, cartoon characters. This is a really neat uh, desktop alert using a trinket in CircuitPython. It'll let someone know if you're busy or not and you just put that on your desk because if you have an open office environment right, right, right. you want folks to know you just like okay my little light is green you can talk to me or if it's red like I'm talking to me right now. Uh, lots of countdown clocks. This is Windows 7 support. We'll end on January 14th, 2020. We've seen a couple of Python 3. 211. Well. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of those as well. People are excited. We've got parties. Yeah. Since we le released our gaming platform, um, people are using CircuitPython to make their own games. Uh, here's some examples that people are working on. Uh, this is kind of neat. Lady, you know about this one. Yes, this is using the DAC on a CircuitPython board to raster. Uh, make raster graphics. So basically, you take the graphics you want to make, you turn it into a WAV file, and you play it out the audio, like the DAC of the device. Mm -hmm. And then you hook it up to your oscilloscope, and it will, you know, some older oh, oscilloscopes right, have a raster right. mode. So it's kind of like an old TV where it's displaying line by mm -hmm. line of, uh, of the Zeta Fruit logo spinning around. 
Next up, um, lots of activity if uh, you have quick connector boards. Uh, there's three ports for those, so if you want to use those. In CircuitPython, yep, we now have libraries. Um, here's another device that's in the menagerie. There's a USB hub this that runs CircuitPython. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that just went live, so if it's, you know, kind of the, the programmer, the hacker's USB hub that does everything, and of course it runs CircuitPython. Um, this is from Electronic Cats. They're an open source company in Mexico. They have a new um, robot run CircuitPython. Here is uh, the Mini Sam. This is one of those Lego figurines. Uh, Benjamin made this and he just did the pinout. And it's um, a, a cute little, almost like a trinket, a small device. That yeah, it's 751, so it's, it's super powerful and it's Lego character shaped. But you know, it's got capacitive touch and it's got buttons and it's got uh, little yeah. legs. And it looks cool. Other and Python it's cute. is it's the uh, cutest. DJI, uh, who's the biggest drone manufacturer in the world, now has a kids' education bot. And one of the things you can do with it, program it in Python. This is the first time that they had that available for some of their. And then, you know, we reported a, a little bit ago that um, uh, Lego Mindstorms also Lego is, is using oh, Python. Is also yeah. going to be using MicroPython. And then the That's Finch good. robot, if you're an educator for especially uh, kids in school, there's the K 12 programming options. It covers it all, including Python. Um, CircuitPython.org, our little standalone site where we have all of the things that's going on. Uh, we have over 60 boards, uh, not all of them are Adafruit that support CircuitPython. We have uh, fif 15 or 16 um, CircuitPython.org slash Including Blinka, a new one. Raspberry Pi 4. Raspberry Pi 4, uh, I added support for the platform detect. Yeah. And Blinka just works. There's still a couple issues that we're working out with um, Raspberry Pi 4 and GPIO, so like pull-ups don't work, but that's going to be fixed in the next week or two, so you can get started with I2C and blinking LEDs for sure. And this is part of the 160 plus libraries, so we made it, you know, as batteries included mm -hmm. as possible. Absolutely. So if you have a Linux board, you don't have to struggle with all of it. You can use Blinka or um, if you're on a microcontroller, you can use CircuitPython. Um, you see this is this week, uh, Microbit is there, the oh, yeah. MicroPython. And when I look at education conferences, I try to keep track of mm -hmm. how many Python sessions. So this was the most Python session since I've been trying to keep track of this. So when you search on the schedule, right, right, there's right. a lot going on. So you can see it. Well, you know, back when I was in education, I used to go to ISTE and I, uh, Jeff Elkner and I, who's you know based in DC, we used to go and we would do like the Python session in the little open source pavilion, and that was it. Yeah. It was like you and like five people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Now, now, it's, now like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and there's, there's you know, um, whole countries are deciding yeah. we're going to teach all Teaching artificial Python. intelligence programming to high schoolers with Python. You know, this is the session there. Um, coming up is Zero Python. It's July mm -hmm. 8th to 14th. And all participants there get a CircuitPython power board. This is from Deshipu, and this is the, it's called Pew Pew, and it's a little game. Right. And they're going to get those. Fun. Um, also, on these, this might be like your itinerary list. Anyway, uh, there's uh, the UK yeah. PyCon. There's mm -hmm. uh, Pylodium. And there's just a whole lot yeah. going on. That is the Python on Hardware news this week for June. We also have our Pride flag there. Happy Pride Month, everyone. And this weekend is going to be Oof. Pride Weekend right. in New York. That's so a lot. That is a, a lot. lot of Python. It's a lot. And that's just one week of news. Mm -hmm. That's one yeah, week absolutely. of news. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. You yeah. get all that in your inbox. Or if you don't want a newsletter, you can subscribe to our GitHub repo and you'll see it as it's being worked on. And you can yeah. see it there. Yeah, we work, we work out in the open. And on Discord, if people want to see how we develop the language, um, you can just go there. Okay, mailbag. 
We're gonna get through everything tonight. We, we, we will get through it by hook or by okay. crook. <laughs> um, every every Friday we have a meeting called State of the Fruit with all our employees. We read the letters that come in. We also read these to all of you. This came in from Suzanne. A colleague and myself have been using Adafruit components and workshops and events for middle school and high school girls in the Philly area to broaden interest in STEM fields. I built the, four, uh, the kits four years ago and also used them in my own classroom. I've not had a single component fail and I've been quite happy with the service at Adafruit. We just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your products and how helpful the tutorials are for educators that you may not have a, that may not have a very technical background. If there's anything that you would like us to include, we would be more than happy to do so. Thank you, Suzanne. That was nice. Thanks, Suzanne. Okay, so time travel. Um, we do time travel sometimes, there's news, and then um, we're, we're kind of... Do you want to go to the future in this one? Well, we're kind of getting obsessed with something. Because machine learning is interesting, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of hand-wavy, smoke and mirrors. It's and quite true. Yeah, and the other thing is, the demos out there aren't that great. And the other thing is, machine learning is going to interact with people, and there's not a... The people that are going to use it aren't the ones making it. There's the diversity of the mm -hmm. people haven't gone true. into the, the folks that are making it. So we thought, well, what can we do to, um, one, show that machine learning is possible to do, what's possible now, and maybe some demos that people would say, well, because when you say, like, oh, train a model and put it in the cloud, it's like, what? Yeah, what does that mean? And mm -hmm. so we wanted to um, demystify a little bit. So we, we, we made a demo. So this is one minute and 30 seconds. And if you're a fan of the movie Tron, um, yes, 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 yes. You'll, yes, you'll, yes, you'll yes, recognize yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we, did this, we did this last weekend, and uh, we'll we'll play it. Okay, welcome to a machine learning Monday. Might not even be Monday, but yes. Yeah, so the board is running. Yeah. TensorFlow Lite. So that's it. Micro, and yeah. it's got a model that can recognize the words yes or no. Yeah. So if it if it if if you say yes, it's going to um, play the animation, and it's going to let you know it recognized yes. And if it recognizes no, it's going to say no. So we wanted to do this like real time and show like, you know, good demos are possible with this stuff. So let's uh Okay. Let's uh start let's it up. Let's go to the demo. Okay. Yeah. So I will turn uh, it on. Yeah, we wanted to have graphics and feedback and like ways that people could see what's going on on the screen. Still animation. Yep. Okay, so now it's ready and so it even gives you instructions. So instead of listening constantly, which we thought some people don't like the privacy um, uh, side effects of that, is you have to press the button A, the button A here, and then you speak into this microphone that I've just uh, plugged into the demo port here. It's a standard microphone, and it will um, display a video and uh, animation and audio. So let's try it out. I'm gonna press A and speak into this mic. Yes. Bam. You did it. Live demo. So, so the, that's what we wanted to show. And it has some feedback on the screen. It shows yep. the version. It shows what we're using. And this is all hardware that we have now. Battery powered, low powered. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, this is all, this is all battery yeah. powered right so, now. So that's our machine learning demo. That and was just me. Cool. That was and what we, I did over the weekend. And we so. have a lot more. We're, we also want to make sure that the demos and the examples that we're doing um, are maybe solving a problem. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do one that helps um, with this assistive tech because the models that have been released and the way we're using it, there's up, down, left, right, start, stop, go. And we're like, oh, that, that would be like maybe you can't move that well mm -hmm. and you can use yeah, those sure. things. So we're going to do that. That's one of our next projects. Um, 
so after that, uh, we talked to Hackaday, and we're going to do a machine learning on the edge chat that's going to be coming up in September. And then um, some folks had asked, uh, what's a good book? Because we, we've been trying to devour a lot of these books. There's not a lot of great books, um, except for we like this one the best so far. It's machine learning is fun. This is a good book. Easy to Google. Really? Easy to, yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. Believe me, a lot of books, because I was reading all about this, and I noticed that a, a significant number of online courses are just the readmes from the GitHub repo, yeah, like pasted in, which mm -hmm. is good and fine, but they don't actually explain anything. They're just the readme. Yeah. This book actually goes into a lot of, um, I can just tell by, because I've written like hundreds of guides, this person is a very good educator. Like they know how to, to build see. on simple mm -hmm. um, examples and they, and, and they work up and you don't have to know a lot of heavy math. Even if you're not a strong mathematician, you can look at it and be like, oh, I understand the process this is going through. A lot of the resources in startups are just people taking the, um, read the docs from oh, TensorFlow sure. yeah. and turning it into a, like, hey, we got a company. Hey, we got a book. And uh, not quite. Um, next up, Help Wanted. So we have um, jobs.adafruit.com. Uh, web developer designer who's familiar with the Arduino and ESP32. Uh, that's a remote role. Summer camp, Arduino, uh, PyTop instructor. And they even put what they pay, 1100 to 1200 a week. And Adafruit is looking for a full-time web developer here in New York City. Um, if you know PHP, and you want to live and work in New York, we'll, we'll probably hire you. You just have to, you know, PHP. Um, is, is that getting harder to find? You know, it is and it isn't. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that the frameworks change so frequently. Um, PHP certainly isn't the thing that came out yesterday. Right, right, right. Um, it's, it's not the new hotness that a lot of yeah, the, absolutely, the, the yeah. There's so much teaching. stuff built on right. it. So um, we use, you know, a little bit of everything. So the, the role is definitely a generalist. So mm -hmm. you'll, you'll have a lot of fun. But we do say, like, hey... Knowing PHP is definitely helpful. And Absolutely. You get all the free electronics you want. That is one of the, yeah. You're like, what's the oh. discount? I'm like, it's 100% mm -hmm. discount. But while we're talking about that, um, is there any roles that the Python Foundation is hiring for? Not really. We, we're, we're, we're still getting to the point where we're looking to like more actively support developers and do things like that, but gotcha. we're not ready You're for set? prime time okay. there. Yep. We have guests sometimes are like, oh my gosh. We're looking for, you know, yeah, I wish. XYZ, well, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I just finished spot. out filling out my team like a couple months ago, so I'm not hiring for, for my day job either. So, okay. Sadly. All right. Um, we're an open source company. To prove it, we have 1,905 guides. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's how we prove it in all the repos and everything. So. On our way to 2,000. Yeah, I remember that's when close. we did the 1,000 show. So, what's on the big board this week? Okay. You can see on the big screen. Um, okay, so we've got um, some great guides from David Stiles. We've got the Circuit Python Choose Your Own Adventure. This was a project that uh, Phil and I actually did a couple months ago, but with the latest updates in Display I.O., um, it's a lot easier now to do these kinds of projects, which are point-and-click, uh, hypercard, hypercard-like games. Mm -hmm. So David Stiles shows this very basic game that we wrote, and then he also shows how he wrote a kind of a Dungeons & dragons -y adventure game, which even has a maze in it. Um, and cool. it has a flow chart. So it's a very, very cool. Check it out. Um, it's very easy because you write your game in JSON and then you just run it in real time. And, and because, again, uh, we have that auto loading, you can very quickly iterate, um, you know, save your location, go back to it, and then, and then quickly iterate through your game. You have uh, custom fonts, you have custom graphics, and um, custom uh, sound files. So good times. Um, the Pi Badge Gamepad, that's uh, known page with practical show a little video of yep. that. Um, they made a case, an upgrade to the Pi Badge case that now makes it into a perfect gaming um, platform because you can now have a joystick to do diagonals. 
We've got the cool tilt control marble maze using Circuit uh, Python, sorry, Circuit Playground um, and Circuit Python. It detects the tilt of the Circuit Playground right. that you're holding and converts that into X and Y coordinates on this marble maze. So you have to get the maze, get the marble through the maze, but you can't hold it directly. You have to use this external I got controller. Got a video. Right, right. So right. check this video. Here it is. Okay. So you, you drop the... You drop the ball the and then you have to in. tilt it and you can't... Yeah. This one's not too bad because there aren't holes in it, but you can cut some holes in it and then the ball can fall through. But this is still pretty challenging. Yeah. So get it Ooh. all and don't get uh, it in and away. Oh, oh, oh. Get it in. Just, oh. And then at the oh. end there's a magnet. So it'll... it'll Boing. Hold on to finish. Okay. Uh, so it's a fun crafting project and uh, you can do it in cardboard. Um, we've got Trash Panda 2 Garbage Day. That's the video we showed earlier, JP. Uh, we wrote the sequel to Trash Panda the game with Trash Panda 2. Uh, now uses a light sensor. Those cool graphics. Yeah. You can um, only play it at, when it's dark. You only play it at night because it, it, it's a nighttime game and you have yeah. to uh, find and uh, scare away the, the cats and raccoons that are throwing your trash around. Um, we have a cool guide from Isaac Wellish, how to hack NES ROMs to add your own sprites. So there's um, software that's available for uh, multiple operating systems to let you load NES ROMs, um, and then you can edit them to change the characters. So for example, in this version, we took Burger Time and made it uh, a vegan Impossible Burger Time. So, um, so the little the, cow. Instead of a chef, yeah. it's a cow. Because yeah. the cow is no longer at, Food, yeah. at risk of being eaten. And um, we made the patties a little bit more green so you know that they're plant-based. And we updated yeah. the logo uh, to the impossible yeah. flag. Um, we also have from Bill Binko an AT uh, device for uh, hand raising. For, it's for a student um, who's in class uh, and has SMA, so they can't raise their hand as easily as some people, but still wants to get the attention of the teacher. Um, so this tool, they can click on a computer and um, change the color of this light, which the teacher can then, because it's hanging on the back of the laptop, so the student can see yeah. the laptop, but then there's something that the, the teacher right, can see right. and knows that the student is trying to get their attention and they want to raise their hand. Okay. Uh, and then we've got a short guide from Mike Barella on how to install and use the new Windows Terminal Preview in Windows 10. Uh, last week we did how to in install and use the Python that now comes with oh, Windows right. 10. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the terminal also got a big update, which I'm very excited about because I still use command and I'm psyched to use something else. Um, and then also from Mike B, a bounce game, um, which you saw on show and tell, using the accelerometer and the Pi Gamer or Pi Badge, you have to bounce the ball um, by tilting uh, the Pi Gamer. As you can see, it starts kind of easy, but then you know, it gets a little tougher as you try to get the ball to bounce onto... This game's kind of stressful. I don't think I... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a game. And then you get a high score. Uh, so it's a simple yeah. game. It's written in Arduino. And if you if you want to write a basic game, it's a good simple game to you know learn mm -hmm. about um, physics properties in gaming. All right. And then uh, that's it. Do you want to show the little Burger Time video? Or no, we did. I had a, I had a Oh, right, a right, right, sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay, You're so that, that's our guides. All right, okay. some made New York City factory footage. Take away factory. Yep.
Okay, and it wouldn't be a main New York City factory footage segment without a lovely sunset. Footage from the camera, we point out the window from the picking places. So this is what the picking places fall asleep to or wake up to every single. They work hard day. all day. They do. They, they do, but they then pick right now they're asleep. All day. They're picking place in like yeah. eight hours a day. All right, three uh, D printing. No, okay. These are those cool pie bad cases. Yeah, this is what you were talking about before. And here's how you make them. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're making thumb pads for the Adafruit Pie Badge. Pie Badge is great for conferences, but it also makes a nice gaming device. You can make your gaming sessions more comfortable with a 3D printed thumb pad and buttons. You can even use flexible filaments for a softer touch with a bit more grip. This works with both models of the Pi Badge. We even have a version with the headers exposed so you can add feathers and feather wings. This is nice if you're looking to add Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. You can download the files from the Adafruit Learning System. Pi Badge LC is Adafruit's low cost version without headers or connectors. This keeps the board thin, so we'll need to solder wired connections to the speaker. Start by removing the connector and soldering the wires to the pads on the Pi Badge LC. Then you can remove the protective backing and stick it over the PCB. We can use mounting tack to secure the LiPo battery. Now we can start putting together the 3D printed enclosure. 
we'll use super glue to attach the button housing. This medium grade star bond super glue dries slowly so you can align the parts more carefully. To avoid haze, a small desktop fan keeps the fumes away. You can use clamps to hold the parts together as they dry. The display bezel is attached after the button housing has fully cured. Install the thumb pad by inserting it into the housing. Add the washer and use an M2 screw to secure it in place. We'll also set up the action buttons with a washer and machine screw. This prevents the buttons from coming out. An extra button is added to the bottom half of the case for better access to the reset button. Place the PCB over the standoffs and line up the mounting holes. Then fit the top half over the pie badge. Now you can insert and fasten machine screws to secure the cover. PyBadge works with CircuitPython, MakeCode Arcade, and Arduino. Adafruit's NoFriendo software emulates NES games so you can play the classics or homebrew. Start by downloading the ready-to-go UF2 file. To install, just drag and drop it onto the PyBadge USB drive. Create a NES directory and upload your favorite ROMs. Be sure to check out the homebrew ROMs linked in the guide. Use the built-in menu system to select and load ROMs. You can even save and reload game states. This makes playing ROMs much more enjoyable. You can share your projects on Adafruit Show & Tell live stream every Wednesday. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. have a 3D printed speed up because it takes a while oh, to 3D yeah. print. So then, uh, you know, you, but you see, if you, right, if right, you right. speed it up, it looks like kind of the speed you want. It's, fine. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. it's like replicator technology. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, it, it works. Because it's that time. We did. Yeah. Don't new, forget the code new. is the PSF. PSF. Yep. Radiata. It's new product time. It's time. You ready? Yes. Okay. New, 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 new. Okay. So first up, um, we have more of these handy dandy. These are uh, round plug. Uh, panel mount adapters. So these, you know, we've had these in a bunch of different sizes and shapes and configurations. We now have a couple more in USB-C. So we have two USB-C ones, and one is kind of designed for host, and one is designed for uh, peripherals. So I'll show both at the same time because it's a little confusing. They look very similar. So on the outside, 
Um, the outside, they both have USB-C. And remember, USB-C is, is kind of interesting because it can be used for both host and peripheral, like either, either way. But on the opposite side of these plug adapters, one has micro B. So this one is best for um, if you're connecting this to a device that's a USB host, and then this would be connected to the peripheral. And then we have one that has a USB-A socket. So that's for the opposite. That's when the device on the inside of the box is going to be a peripheral and this is going to be the host. So, you know, different needs for different needs, I guess. And um, what I like about these is that you just have to drill a round hole. There's no weird shape. So, um, you know, if you have a, a wooden box, you can use mm -hmm. um, a, a hole saw or, you know, if you have metal, usually it's easier to drill a hole and then maybe uh, file it out. And uh, then you just have this really nice panel mount and this lip here covers up any mistakes. So even if it's not perfectly round, uh, this lip will give you a nice uh, bevel. And uh, these are really work quite well. People like them. And then you just plug in any cable you like onto this end. So we just, all it is is the adapter that's panel mount. And then you, if you need a six inch long cable, a 12 inch, one meter, whatever it is, you plug it into here and you're golden. We also have uh, other USB-C ones, but these are the ones that take it to micro B or A. So All right. Two plug adapters. Next up, 300 micro bits. 300 wow. micro bits. <laughs> so we have a couple boxes of these um, micro bit yeah. bulk packs. Mm -hmm. These are perfect for. It's this times 300. Though. Is this? Just to be clear, I do not actually like, have 300 here. It's like 1400 dollars. So just it's, know, be, it's, be aware. It's a little more. Yeah, it's it's pretty expensive. Um, but they're only 14 dollars and 25 cents a piece. So it's a really good yeah. deal if you save a couple bucks a piece. This is what you get for each one. It's um, the instructions, the safety guide, in a uh, anti-stat uh, cardboard bag that's uh, recyclable and tied closed. You don't get USB cable, you don't get batteries, but it's very low cost if you can supply uh, the USB cable or batteries. This is perfect for workshops or mm -hmm. schools. Um, they're, it's way cheaper and you get them ready to distribute. Yeah, you get them at $14.25 each, but just keep in mind, you get 300 of them. Yes, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know that fifth grade class of 300 kids? There you go. And that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's, it's perfect for those situations. And yeah, again, you save a couple bucks per person. So um, if you were going to get 250, it's probably cheaper to get 300 yeah. in a pack. 300. Okay, what's this? This is a, a new fab product. This is the Pi RTC DS3231. So we've had an RTC for the Raspberry Pi. The Raspberry Pi does not have a real-time clock built in. So once you cut power, it loses the time. And there might be situations where you want, you know, even if it loses power and it doesn't have Wi-Fi, it'll keep the time um, as a battery backup. They didn't include an RTC, which comes with your laptop and computer because they want to save money because it's $35. Um, so you can plug this on, and this version comes with the DS3231, and this is a genuine Maxim high-precision real-time clock. These are temperature compensated. They lose like less than a couple seconds a year or something ridiculous. Um, we, the other one we have, you know, you have plus or minus a second a day or something, um, but these are much more precise. Um, they're famous for their high accuracy. So if you want to say have uh, an NTP server or something, or you need something that's very timing sensitive, you can't have the time drift uh, because of your data logging needs, your timing needs. This is the best RTC. It's more expensive because of the temperature compensation. Um, but we also get genuine Maxim parts. I will say, a lot of people say, why are the DS3231s you sell so expensive? I can get them for three bucks on this other site. Those are not real DS3231s. They're um, knockoff counterfeits. 
and they don't have that precision, but you wouldn't know because if you didn't have a precision thing to compare it against, mm-hmm. how do you know if your yeah. precision thing Those isn't are. precise? It's like you have to, you can't measure a ruler against another ruler unless one of them is, you know, if they're both faulty, you're never going to know that your ruler's off. So it's the same issue. So these are, we buy them direct from Maxim, so we know that they're absolutely 100% genuine DS3231s, which, you know, you'll find out in six months when, you're, when your timing doesn't drift that you got the right thing. Okay, and the star of the show tonight, besides Naomi, Lady Ada, the Python community, Adafruit community, is the Pi 4. <laughs> we have Raspberry Pi 4. Well, we had a couple. Um, we're getting more. Uh, the first batch we had, we had just a couple dozen, two gigabyte um, Raspberry Pi 4s. These are available in three versions. There's uh, one gig, two gig, and four gig. They have a new processor, which is running at 1.5 gigahertz quad core um, ARM Cortex chip. Uh, it still has... Uh, Ethernet jack, but now it's gigabit Ethernet. It still has four USB ports, but now two of them are USB 3. So that's great if you want to connect an external hard drive. You'll get that high speed connect to those uh, USB 3 ports um, for external storage. It has two HDMI ports now. And to fit them into the uh, PCB, which has the same shape, is um, they're now micro HDMI. So you can see in the All center right. there, two micro HDMI connectors. Both can do uh, 4K at 60 hertz HDMI. Still have the standard audio output with uh, NTSC and the PWM audio. Um, if you want higher quality audio, check out our I2S DAC editions. And then uh, the other update is um, you may want as high as three amps for this board, especially if you add um, external displays or hard drives or devices. So they upped the um, power requirement, the maximum power requirements. Uh, and now the port is a USB-C port because uh, the micro B does kind of tap out at 2.5 amps. It's, the USB um, micro Bs only have one conductor pair for power and ground, whereas the USB-Cs have four. So, you know, you basically have that many more cable, that many more wires, less resistance drop, you can uh, supply a lot more current. Also, everything's kind of moving to USB-C and there's an official Raspberry Pi power supply we'll be carrying uh, that will provide you that three amps. Um, for now, you can uh, use an adapter, or if you have a USB-C power supply kicking around, um, that's good. Other things that have changed, um, you may really want to have a heat sink or a fan. It does run a little hotter, it'll throttle. Uh, the things that are the same, it has the same display and um, camera connector. The 40-pin GPIO is the same. It has Wi-Fi, but it now does dual 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. It still has Bluetooth, the Bluetooth Low Energy. Ditto, uh, and you can also use, um, you can see like there's two antennas now, not just one. And um, you can do power over ethernet with the power over ethernet shield using those little four connectors. Uh, so this, this can do, you know, gigabit plus power. Uh, so it's, it's becoming really a PC, like you can run it as a computer. These are very powerful. It's like two to three times faster than yeah, the Pi 3B Plus, which was a big improvement. So it's probably like now 20 to 25 times faster in the Pi 1. So, uh, you know, everything got a big upgrade. This is a huge uh, resweep, and I like that they did not wait till February. Uh, they dropped this now, <laughs> uh, wow. just in time for everybody to uh, play with over the summer. So sign up. Uh, we promise as soon as we get them in, we will notify you. Um, the U.S. gets them sort of last because they have to go through this FCC certification process thing. So we get them, you know, a couple days to a week later than everybody else. But as soon as we get them, We'll notify them. Uh, they come at 35 45 and $55, depending on how much RAM you want. 
All right, and that's new products. And that's new products. Recap time. Recap? Yep. Okay, let's do the recap. What was on new products tonight? New products tonight, we had two panel mount plugs for USB-C connectivity. Uh, on the outside is USB-C, and on the inside is either USB-A host or uh, a micro-B connector. So depending on whether you're using the USB-C as a peripheral or a host service, you'll pick one or the other. And they're panel mount, easy to use. Uh, we also have a pack of 300 micro bits. You can get them for $14.25 a piece. If you want all 300, uh, it's a bare bones kit, but perfect for workshops. You can basically get everybody coding with Bluetooth and MicroPython or MakeCode for very cheap with this bulk pack. The PyRTC, we've now updated to uh, have a version with the DS3231 Precision RTC, temperature compensated, uh, genuine Maxim RTC, great for NTP servers, data logging, uh, or whatever precision timing needs you got. Uh, works with any Raspberry Pi. And we've got the Raspberry Pi 4. It's a big upgrade. Check out our long video. It's a 15-minute video or a blog post where we detail all the things that have been upgraded. Um, dual HDMI, faster processor, one, two, or four gigabytes of RAM, USB-C, gigabit Ethernet, USB 3 ports. Everything moved around. None of the old cases are going to work. Uh, five gigabit, uh, five uh, uh, gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi as well as 2.4 gigahertz. So a big, big update. Uh, make it two to three times faster than the Raspberry Pi 3B Plus. It's the Pi 4. That was new products. Okay. All right, wrapping up. So, yeah, um, this code still Ooh. works. Um, go ahead and head over to Discord. We'll do a full uh, few rounds of questions. Um, the code still works, and someone pointed out that, yes, you could save $430 on Dude, three hundred. You and could get. That means we would donate four hundred and thirty dollars. Absolutely. So if you, it's a good deal. If you want it, have those Raspberry Pis for even less. It would be thirteen dollars a piece. Yeah. Go for it, and we'll donate the matching amount. That's right for the to this, savings. This lovely lady. There you go. So and we will use it wisely. And she will I promise use it. you. Okay. We, we have the Adafruit Vault, and inside the vault is top secret stuff. Um, we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna do questions. Uh, Here's, this is just hot off the press today. Uh, this is some neat material that we're- This is diffraction grading. Putting on cool. 3D prints. Yeah, cool. So I wanted to show that to everyone. Uh, that's coming soon, there'll be a guide. This is our AR app. I turned it to the side so you could better see it in uh, landscape mode. So this is our AR app for iOS and when it sees one of our devices, it'll put all the augmented reality things on top of it. So this is the Pi badge and it recognizes like, oh, here's where your speaker connector is. And then we also have uh, QR codes on all of our invoices, in addition to these really nice quotes from um, famous people talking about learning. And this, when you get your invoice <coughs> in your package, you use your phone and it'll show the model of the thing that you bought. So cool. And then, cool. yeah. We showed a little preview of this and we said, guess what it is? We won't tell you. Uh, well, here's another look at it. Okay, here you go. This is the first prototype. Is that PCB? I sent it out. Yeah, we can't. Running. We're not ready to talk about what this is yet, but um, we're working on something kind of cool, we think. Yeah. Ooh. What is it? It's got math. Yeah. It's got round mappings. And <laughs> we're working on a machine learning conference badge that does all sorts of neat stuff. Um, definitely can't talk about that, but it'll be familiar in some ways for some of you. Um, 
So if you haven't already, head over head over to Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Thank you very much, everyone who boosted our server. And if you got boosts, boost us. If you have boosts, boost us because it's 50. like it's like a frequent flyer miles. There's always a better mm-hmm. there's always there's a better tier. Absolutely. But we will do use it because when we do yeah. our our audio or when we do video on it, um, we will take advantage of the higher quality. Our weekly show sounds better because we yeah. now have two hundred fifty six. It makes a difference. Audio. Okay. So uh, let's do some questions. I had some stored up already. We'll do okay. a very fast speed round. Speed we'll round. Okay. Um, this is a question. Uh, so, favorite editors for advanced. Favorite editors for beginners for Python. Ooh, I know. That's a that's a I tough know. one. That's a tough one. I think for beginners, Mew is probably the the, the winner in my book okay. right now. I would like say. Mew, yeah. yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. yeah. I mean, for for advanced, well. I'm weird. I use Emacs. I love you. I love yeah. you, dude. Uh, let me let me tell you why. Because I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say why. <laughs> so you can load any size file into Emacs, and it opens in like two point four nanosecond. You can scroll through the whole thing. There you go. And never crashes. I've never had Emacs crash in my entire life. I think I might have I've had my computer crash. Well, yeah, 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 but Emacs yes. doesn't cry. It, it is flawless. It go. is old, it is clunky, but it is fast as hell. There and that's go. what matters. You have to open up files, you have to search really fast, and like, All I right. can't help it. I've tried out of it, and I keep going back to Emacs. All right. Um, another thing that came up, besides your own book, of course, um, Emacs any, any, any books <laughs> or resources if someone has never used Python? Oh. I like the Python for kids book from uh, No Starch, mm-hmm. this publisher, mm-hmm. even for adults, because it's like, wink, wink, not, not, it's not really for kids, it's actually, oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. you just say kids, so they're like, oh, I'm going to get this for my kid, like, yeah. Um, I think that uh, some of Al Swigart's books, like, you know, the uh, Invent Your Own Computer Games in Python okay. and those things, um, have seemed to, to really catch people's attention and really do well, so I, I would I would give a shout out to those two. Uh, Automate okay. the Boring Stuff, which has again kind of been more for adults, but kids like it too, sort of thing. Yeah, those are good ones. Okay, this one's for you. Is there going to be a Trinket M4? There may or may not be. There was there was yeah. discussion about it, but the problem is to get it that small, I have to use a BGA chip in 0.4 millimeter pitch, and I really don't want to. Okay. So and there's no no plans. All right. Um, but there's the Itsy Bitsy M4, which is Pretty small. As an instructor, um, what are the things that you notice that people uh, struggle with the most when they're they're learning Python? Even if they know programming, like what's the like concept that's like? Oh, that's a tough one too. Um, you can also flip it. Like, what's the easiest thing for them? <laughs> you can go to the extremes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think things that that people people who know how to program have a hard time understanding how objects work in Python because they have all of these things that come from other languages. Like, it, you know, is it should be C or it should be Java or it should, no it isn't, it's Python. So I think that's the thing that basically leads people down the garden path more often than not. Just, you know, how, how are variables stored? All of those kind of assumptions yeah. underneath the language mm-hmm. where you can kind of do a little bit and it seems right, and then you do something and, and it seems mysterious. Yeah. It's like, why does this work? This shouldn't work. Right. Like, so, there's a way for like an object to know its parent object, not its superclass, the object that contains it, which yeah. I find there isn't. such yeah. a weirdness in Python. It doesn't exist in any other language I've ever seen. But it exists there, and it's amazing when you have it. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's kind of cool. I can use right. this, but it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's so, so a lot of my teaching is basically trying to help people, whether they're adults or kids or whatever, 
form correct mental models. That's what drives me crazy is when yeah. people are doing something and it works, but they think it they works for why. the wrong reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's the best methods to lower RAM consumption when using CircuitPython on M0 boards? Mm, M0 boards are tough. Um, the number one thing to do is uh, don't use lists when you can use tuples because tuples have a lot less memory than lists, but of course you can't um, change them. Another thing is um, don't make tuples either. Um, try to have one buffer of memory. I know it's, it's a kind of an anti-Pythonism, it's a Cism, but you have one buffer that you reuse because when you, it's not even the lack of memory. It, there, there is a lack of memory, but also um, your memory will get fragmented. Mm -hmm. And so try to avoid allocating memory. So if that means you know, you need um, one tuple for a lot of things, use, you can make a list and then um, change it with instructions rather than creating new ones. So that means you can't use list, list comprehensions, which I like a lot, right. um, but that's a trade-off. Or just update to the M4. M0 wasn't really meant to do a lot in CircuitPython. Okay, um, besides spoken language, because I have to say, what, what language uh, did each of you learn first? Was it Python for you? No, for me it was AppleSoft Basic. Okay. I learned Pascal first. I actually so never that was my basic. second one. Yeah, wow. Pascal. Okay. All right. Um, oh, uh, we'll do one general question uh, where you both can go back and forth. I'll tell everyone that they should um, make sure you're in Discord. Uh, we're going to do the trivia question. I'm going to put up the phone number soon. Guess what you're going to win. Yeah. Can You want to put that back up oh, so you can sorry. see that. That's right. Yeah, we're going to give away a Raspberry Pi. Four, four, two gigabyte. Yeah, you're gonna have to call this number. Um, it's own bit stab. I'll, I'll put the real number up. Call this soon. number. But let's uh, let's go back to the question why. Yeah. There's a little bit of a delay. Um, where do you see Python going in five to ten years, fifteen years? Any? That's, That's your tough. job. You yeah. Well. Where's it going? Um, I know. I know where I'd like to see it. The moon, go. Mars. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see it on more on uh, mobile devices. I mean, we're making a lot of, thanks to you, and a lot of people were making, um, you know, some impact on tiny devices, but we're still not on phones the way I would like to see. So yeah. I mm, think that's the next frontier. Java still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Python's definitely getting, I mean, I'm, I'm also kind of a late person to, to Python. I didn't really start writing serious Python until um, CircuitPython. I was writing mm -hmm. little scripts once in a while, but I never really mm -hmm. had to write a lot of code. But... I think um, I think it's a perfect language for IoT, and I think anyone who's using anything else is is being a fool. Yeah, I think with Apple moving their OS towards opening up files, that means there's going to be programming on iOS mm -hmm. devices. I think that's going to help right. get to that. Well, in a lot of places in the world, they may have a phone, but they don't have a desktop. So I would really yeah. like to see them be able to 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 hack together something in Python rather than yep. doing something else. Um, one place that we're seeing it again. Assistive technology was surprised. The other surprise was uh, satellites. Mm -hmm. So uh, a person named Max at Stanford, they use CircuitPython in the in these microsatellites because they don't want to spend time teaching the students everything sure. they need to to program. They want to actually do experiments, and so Python gets them that fast faster. So I think we might see it for space yeah. applications. Okay, so we're going to give some away. I think people have uh, yeah. been able to see this. So this is the phone number. Call us phone number. What are the rules? If it rings twice, I'm going to pick it up. And I'm going to say ahoy, ahoy. I'm going to ask you your name and where you're calling from. And a project you're working on or you want to work on, if you're able to answer the questions, you're going to win a free Raspberry Pi 4 2 gigabyte. You can't win if you've won before. So if you've won something before. Well, that was fast because people really want this. Okay. No winners. <laughs> but I think people know those rules. Okay. Picking up. Yeah, pick it up. 
Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Congratulations. You've called Ask Engineer, and you are likely going to be the winner of Raspberry Pi 4 if you can answer these questions. What's your name and where you're yeah. calling from? Hello, David. Hi, David. You're David from where? Canada. Okay, David from Canada, congratulations. You are the winner of a Raspberry Pi 4, two gigabyte. There's none else anywhere in this country, <laughs> so you are the only winner. Congratulations. To win your prize, to claim your prize, email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's David from Canada. And support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com. Okay. Okay, and then say, hey, it's David from Canada, and they'll help you get your Raspberry Pi 4. They'll, they'll ask you for your address. Okay. Okay, so what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? Uh, working on uh, SPGAs, like uh, for uh, display uh, stuff on the, on the screen, or uh, some uh, e-paper. Uh, I'm working also with e-paper, like uh, your uh, flexible one. Mm, cool. All, all, all on FPGAs? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, you have so much patience. Uh, well, thank you for calling, David. Um, if you're making cool FPGA projects, please come by Show and & Tell and show them off. Yeah. I'd love to see the displays you're making. I'm sure they're beautiful and very fast. And don't forget to email support at adafruit.com to get your Raspberry Pi 4. Cool. All right. Have a great um, night. You too. All right, bye. Okay, successfully given away. Yay. Yay. That, was our, that was our show for night. Um, the it phone lines were jammed. Um, jammed. We had the most calls at once. I know, because so. everybody <laughs> wants this. Yeah. This is the only one. If I accidentally drop it, you know, oh. I just can't. we have an extra one, but there's none to store right now. So All right. next well, week, maybe we'll give away another Raspberry Pi 4, though. So just do, Thank in. you so much, Naomi, for coming by. Oh, Come my by pleasure. anytime. I um, love it. Maybe um, next time you're around, um, time will have passed and you can tell us all the other places and things that not only you've been but where python has gone and all the grants and everything mm -hmm. yeah we try to um post up every time there's the uh, annual report mm -hmm. we do a post now too um, well we're trying to make those quarterly reports so yeah. you know, we're not there yet but that's that's our, our goal for the next year or so is to get up those those updates there'll be an annual one but we'll also do quarterly updates so. right on Okay. And uh, thank you for all your work, and please pass on our thanks to everyone well, at the Python Foundation. Again, delighted to do that, yes. And we have a lot uh, of people doing good work. We'll be here next week, but it'll be the Adabox unboxing. This code still works. Instead of it being from 8 to 9, it's going to be from 8, eight, to, 10. eight to 10. So if you right. double, double the money, double there the discounts. If you purchase anything and use the PSF as your discount code, whatever you save right. is what we're going to donate to the PSF. So someone could, right. as we mentioned, Save $425. Big on those. Yeah. You and know you want them, right? You know you want them. Well, Just do it. You can think of all the. You can give them away. Everybody you meet, you can give them a Python-powered hardware device. You can give, you can give one, one away almost every day there for a go. year. For a year. And take the weekends off. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, all of the Adafruit team members. Uh, let's see who's behind the scenes tonight. Thanks for hanging out Takara. with us. Thank you, Takara. Extra time. And thank you, Takara. Thank you, all of the Adafruit employees that are here, remote team members, all of the helpers in Discord, and all the Adafruit customers and community. Thank you so much for making this uh, a good show and all the things you sent in, all the Python stuff. It was full. We needed multiple screens to pull this I off. Know, Absolutely. Screen, yeah. screen, yeah. screen, yep. We'll see everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener.